Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Leonard Lim. Leonard is a model, former athlete, and entrepreneur based in Seoul, South Korea. He is the founder of Capsule Collective, a jewelry line, and CEO of Wild Entertainment, a hybrid entertainment group founded in August 2020 and home to numerous talents and content creators around the globe. Leonard, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really glad that you guys kind of reached out and we can find some. We, we talked about doing this uh, this talk about a month ago, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad we could, uh, I don't know, finally connect and, and have a sit down. Exactly. Yeah, we're so excited to have you in the show, man. And we want to hear more about your background, your upbringing. It's so unique. You know, you got to experience so many different parts of the world. We want to hear more about it. Sure. Um, okay. So first off, uh, I'm not Korean, even though I'm in Korea. Uh, I was born in Perth, uh, Western Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, both of my parents are Singaporean Chinese. So, you know, they, they, you know, uh, were born in Singapore moved to Australia to have me and my sister. Um, that's why I sound like this and I, <laughs> I sound like I'm from Singapore. Um, but yeah, Singaporean Chinese and that's, that's my heritage. Um, I did, you know, all my school and, and college and everything in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then I actually went into like business and finance and banking. Cause that's what I studied in Australia. Mm-hmm. And now I realized after about two years, it wasn't for me. So, uh, with my modeling and acting agency, they took me and they placed me in Singapore for mm-hmm. about a year and a half. Um, and that's when, you know, I really like, started to dive deep into like the entertainment scene, the fashion scene, modeling, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, my first gig was with Abercrombie and Fitch in Singapore. And they really like threw me in the deep end, you know, Mm -hmm. they just like (laughs) the measurements came out and they were just like, Hey, listen, uh, you're going to have to come back in a month because your shoulders are not wide enough or like, you know, like you're going to do more stuff. So um, yeah, I just went in the the deep end there. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, you know, lucky that, um, you know, I, I have quite a big build cause my dad is quite tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is six, one and I'm six, two. Wow. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of, I, I was in, uh, swimming and I was, mm-hmm. I was an Olympic qualifier for, um, for swimming. Um, and, uh, that kind of stopped as soon as I fo- uh, finished college. Cause I was kind of like, mm, I don't really, honestly training swimming you're doing 10 times a week that's two times you know uh two times per day whether it's in the pool out of the pool in the weight room or whatever and it just that's your whole life and um so that ended when i was 22 Mm -hmm. um after the the london qualifiers was london london yeah um okay yeah by the way sorry what year was this uh 2012 2012 yeah, that would have made me 22. That's crazy. Um, yes. It's like, man, honestly, it feels like such a long time ago now, mm-hmm. but I kind of took that and then, you know, I was in shapes so Then I did modeling. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and while I was modeling, you know, that's with my finance and business background, that's when I started like trialing small businesses here and there. So I had, you know, I did everything. I was like, I did like a personal training business. Mm-hmm. And then, well, um, what else did I do? I had a, um, a cafe, um, I invested in, um, back in Australia. And then my, my parents, you know, oversaw that cafe while I was in Singapore modeling and stuff. Another big learning experience that was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after maybe two years in Singapore, I went out to Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, Canada, right? Not the one in Seattle. Yeah. um that was random that was really random why vancouver was like um it's they call it like north hollywood Mm -hmm. yeah it really is like north hollywood out there yeah they film every like all the cw they film out in vancouver like riverdale and all that type of stuff so um for an australian because i have an australian passport it's really easy for me to get a visa to stay in canada Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was like an online application. It was almost, I looked it up and I was like, wait, come on, it's coming right. But before you turn like, you know, uh, like before you in your thirties, something like that, as long as you're in your twenties, you can supply mm-hmm. and then you can get a visa. So I had a two year visa in Vancouver. I went out there. Um, and then I did modeling and acting and, um, and yeah, it just continued. I, I started, you know, um, meeting more and more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I hit Vancouver, I made a really good friend. Um, her name is Linda Dung and she's a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, Cause we were following each other on Instagram. And at that point I, you know, I wasn't a content creator. I was just posting up modeling photos. Mm-hmm. I swear I used like the Abercrombie photo, like <laughs> freaking way too many times. I was running out of content. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, at that point, it was like, come on, man. Oh, no, I'm plateauing. I the nice photo. So then, um, yeah, she, we connected. And then um, she was the first friend I made in North America, oh, wow. you know. Um, and for those two years, like, we we saw each other often. I, You know, she I was in a ton of her YouTube videos. Um and, uh, you know, I did a lot of like fashion week out in Vancouver. I did, you know, uh, some big campaigns like new balance and stuff like that. It was like a portfolio building time. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that two year period in Vancouver, I traveled back and forth to LA and that's when I met, you know, a whole bunch of the, uh, Asian American, uh, network that you guys have out there, you know, and everyone's quite, you know, community is really welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think I'm friendly. Um, so like I, I just made a whole bunch of friends, uh, over those two years, actually after the two years in Vancouver, I decided to move to LA for a year and a half. Um, and same thing, still doing the same stuff. Um, except now because I was making so many friends in, you know, the Asian American community, whether they be YouTubers or actors or artists, mm-hmm. because of my connections out in Southeast Asia, Singapore, um, I was able to kind of, you know, um, be a, a link, mm-hmm. uh, like a kind of like a link between North America and right. Southeast Asia. And, you know, I saw opportunity for that because actually a lot of the Asian American, um, artists, um, actors, YouTubers, they have a huge audience in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, they know that they can see their own demographics. So, you know, I ended up finding them a lot of work just casually, um, mm. you know, just, I guess you could say you know, entertainment brokering is what I was 
calling it, you know, telling While, um, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. it was just kind of fun stuff. And like, you know, they would, they would be happy. My friends would be happy the, you know, companies, PR marketing agencies out in Singapore, they'd be very happy. Um, and yeah, I just did that for a little while. Um, but things really like hit the floor running when I moved out here to Seoul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's been about two and a half years for me now. Oh, wow. Um, I was actually, you know, going to fly back to LA at the end of 2019 for good. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to stay in LA. Like uh-huh. LA is very me, you know, I love the vibe there. The weather's good. Yeah. That's it. Um, but then COVID was like, all right, Hold no, you, you, <laughs> you gotta stay, you gotta stay put. So, um, lucky, you know, I made a, a network out here in Seoul because of the network I had out in LA. So as soon as I came here, I was introduced to a whole bunch of people and very quickly over the span of, I guess, say six months, um, I be- befriended a lot of people that wanted to, you know, um, they proposed a lot of business opportunities for me, not only here, but also in LA to kind of like to be the link. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it was in K-pop, um, all of the English speaking K-pop idols, etc. Um, we became very close and we started just, you know, doing a lot of talking about a lot of ideas. Um, but me having that business experience, I really wanted to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So instead of going out to LA, I decided to stay put here. And that's when I came up with, um, capsule collective. Oh, wow. And so capsule collective, um, essentially is a limited edition jewelry collection that we partner up with idols, uh, Korean singers. Um, and we, we do the whole design process, um, you know, the branding, everything with the artist, and we release it for a two week limited edition sale to their audience, to their fans, um, to anyone that thinks the jewelry is cool too. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, really awesome. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not just me. I, I'm, I'm the founder, but along with uh, my friends, Emily and Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We it was a lot of hard work over six months. You know, I didn't know anything about making jewelry, like mm-hmm. fulfillment, manufacturing, like, uh, you know, lucky Richard is really good at marketing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, we picked up, we worked hard and, um, we, uh, you know, I utilized a lot of my connections to mm-hmm. have a couple of campaigns up and running. Yeah. So, you know, today we've done, you know, maybe like seven or eight campaigns, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should, honestly, we could have done a lot more, but because of the, this, the past like seven, eight months I've had with wild, I just haven't, I haven't had like, you know, the time to really produce more and more campaigns. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, all the information is at capsulecollective.com or at Capsule Collective. But, you know, it's really, really exciting. And this is the first place I'm actually going to say it out loud. But uh, by the middle or probably um, the end of August, um, I will be releasing my uh, Capsule Collective line with Nikun from 2PM. Oh, wow. Nice. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you so much. I mean, me and him, we've been talking about it for like, Oh, like six months or something like that because we play golf together you know and, and like we have that in common so we're just like one day i was just like hey man let's make some jewelry you're like okay <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of, um, back and forth with jyp and stuff 
Yeah. So we, we discussed that for like six months. Um, finally, you know, we put the, we put it together and, um, the one we did right before Nikun was Amber Liu from FX. Oh, wow. Uh, and that was a really good campaign too. Um, and it's, I've, you know, I feel like the reputation of capsule collective is growing and, um, there's a lot of artists that, you know, I would love to, to work with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I mean, hopefully they see this. I mean, Eric, Nam, Henry Lau, all of you guys, like, you yeah. know, all the, all, awesome. I want to get to that point where, you know, we can all yeah. work together. Um, but yes, uh, that's, that's been really successful. And, and it's honestly been a huge learning curve for me. Um, you know, like I said, I don't know too much about e-commerce, but now I, I can confidently say that I know how to, to run a, uh, an accessory line, a jewelry line, yeah. um, with a, a massive audience too. the K-pop audience is, is huge. Yeah. You definitely yeah. capitalize on the right moment, you know, and you know, when we listen to your story just now, it's like a definition of an Asian hustler, man. It's uh, you're doing one thing after another. And the fact that I think we haven't given you enough credit yet. You know, the fact that you worked your job for two years and you're like, this is not what I want to do. I want to move on. Like how many people can honestly say they're just going to move on. Right. A lot of us stay in our jobs for a very long time before we look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah. Cause you were in finance and a lot of people I feel like are scared to make that jump. And right with all of the blogs and articles that Brian and I read about you, you, we know that you are very passionate about entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. you know, and you did have like the corporate job in finance. You had a nine to five, but you decided to make that job because you knew that it wasn't right for you. Right. I I do want to know, um, like, where did you get that entrepreneurship, you know, personality from, um, was it from your family or do you think it was always, you know, inside of you? I'm also curious too, how'd you get discovered? Like your story kind of jumped from, I left our corporate job and then became a model. <laughs> it's like, were you uh, sitting at a yeah. cafe one day? It was like, hey, you want to be a model? Uh, yeah. Oh, and like, all right. a lot of people <laughs> want to be a model, but it's super hard. You know, it's like yeah. really, really hard to get into that industry. I mean, he's a six foot two, good looking <laughs> Asian guy. I mean, I was like, actually, you know, while I was, uh, I, I've been modeling since I was 16. I, that's when I was uh, first discovered and scouted. It was at a swim meet. And it just so happened that like, you know, the owner of like a very big uh, modeling agency in Australia, um, you know, I, I won that race. And so after that, they came up to me, I was just like, oh, hey, like, and I had my growth spurt at that point. Like I was like, yeah, I, I just grew like, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, they came up to me and they were just like, oh, you know, you're, we'd love to ha- bring you in to take some digitals. And um, have you ever thought about being a model? And like, you know, you're 16, you're kind of like, oh yeah okay like sure let's do this so um yeah I, I was modeling while i was studying and while i was swimming and then um you know after um after while i was working in finance that's when i was kind of like all right well how do i get out of this how do i pivot from this nine to five to you know maybe trying something different and at that point the only i guess passive income or side income i was getting aside from finance was like um, was modeling. Mm. So I talked to my agency and they were just like, Oh yeah, we, we've been wanting to take you to Singapore and Hong Kong and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, they, they placed me over there. And, um, while I was in Singapore for that, you know, one year, the first year I was thinking like, okay, well, I can't make this into a full-time gig, you know, mm. modeling is a really fickle industry and like mm-hmm. nothing is promised. 
like I should try to discover and spend my time to discover, learn business or try new things. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I guess um, going back to your question, uh, Maggie, I think you asked this, you were saying like, like, has it always been in me? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think entrepreneurship so much, like that's something that I learned entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. but I think me, my need to always be doing something or like making good use of my time. Mm -hmm. That's, that kind of led to me, um, trying new things in entrepreneurship and then, you know, being successful or small successes in entrepreneurship kind of just keeps pushing me further. Um, but I think entrepreneurship is all about initiative. And I, you know, I always talk to the, I always say this to, you know, my team with capsule, my team with wild, any, anyone that joins my team, uh, whether that be a talent or a staff, um, I say initiative is like the main thing um, mm -hmm. that I'm looking for um, because like, that's how I've gotten where I've, I've come to at this point. It's just having the initiative to, um, to bring action for well, sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Bring action. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you want something to happen or if you want something to progress, you got to think about it and like make a plan, just do it. Definitely. You know, 100%. And, yeah. What did um, your parents say throughout this entire, throughout this entire process? Like they're like, Leonard, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, were they supportive? Were they not supportive? Were they trying to like steer you onto a safety path? Like what was the, the parenting like? Um, my parents are really traditional. So like they, um, they, you know, they wanted me to go into finance, you know, make good money, look after everyone, you know, mm -hmm. buy a house. Yeah. And, you know, I did that in the first two years and then, you know, while I was working in finance, I was like, okay, all right, I made money. I saved all this money. Let's buy an apartment. I bought the apartment and it's like, honestly, it's, it's great. It's a, it's an okay investment, but you know, going back to that time, I probably wouldn't do the same thing. Honestly, like now we're in a different day and age where, you know, there's so many other things you can do, um, other than like, you know, real estate as an yeah. investment. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think it's a very good, safe, traditional investment. Don't get me wrong, but, um, I would do it differently personally. Um, so I did that. And then, you know, I talked to my parents after about a year and a half and I was like, I don't want to be my boss. Mm -hmm. in a year, in two years, yeah. three years. And I don't want to be my boss's boss in, in eight years. So like, there's no point in me doing this. Like I, I, I studied hard. I got my, you know, my, uh, double degree. Um, and you know, I worked, uh, for a year and a half, two years. So I've kind of solidified all of that time. Nothing's a waste. And I have a fallback plan, but you know, I think life shouldn't, you know, you can't spend life doing something that you're not happy to wake up to. And I wasn't happy to wake up to it. You know, now I'm, I'm every day is different for me and I'm very, very happy. I'm very blessed. Um, but it's also so much hard work. It's more hard work than if I was working in finance for sure. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself and my team to, to make things happen. What is that saying? They say I quit my nine to five to work 24 seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? Hey, the entertainment industry is really fun. It's really fun out here. So it kind of get kind of gets mixed into like, you know, um, business and pleasure. Like, you know, like I just said, you know, the Nikon 
um, capsule campaign uh, collection that's happening happened because you were playing golf. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love these encounters that you just never expect and it just mm-hmm. sort of happens. And the one thing I do admire from you too, is your ability to move to different countries, not just different States or different province or whatnot. You move into different countries, establishing business. Like how, how, like, how are you overcoming your own mental blockage to do something like this? Like you have like virtually no fear, you know, um, you're like, how does, how does Leonard get his confidence? Is it to realize your swimming experience where it's like, you're practicing really hard. You trust your abilities. Like, how do you develop such confidence to be able to network like this and, and start companies in various countries? You know, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, I mean, you, you have to keep just trying. Like I, I, you know, there was a period of time where I was, like, I'm just going to try things. And the more things you try and the more times things don't work out, you kind of pick yourself up and you're kind of, oh, it wasn't that bad. You know, when I do, when it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, it, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people, a lot of people are stuck in their heads thinking like, oh, if I try something and, and it doesn't work out, like people are going to look at me like a failure or mm-hmm. um, like, like I wasted my time, something like that. Um, but, um, you know, that helped me a lot because I realized that like, all right, well, I'm, I can try just about anything. If it works out, then great. If it doesn't, it's okay. Um, and if you try enough times and you learn from, you know, the, the past attempts, you'll eventually get somewhere. It's all about work ethic. And it's all about like, like moving forward and learning from each experience. Mm-hmm. It's really cliche to say that's so cliche. When I just heard myself say it, it's really cliche. It's true though. Um, yeah. In terms of like doing business in a different country, it's really difficult. Um, like there is no lie there. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't speak Korean fluently, so it is difficult. I have, a, you know, a, all of my staff speak Korean and English. That's wow. wow. important to me. Um, the foundation of my business is my network. And I hold that very closely. Um, you know, I'm, I believe I'm a, I'm a good person. I, I believe that, you know, uh, when I meet someone, I can make a, a good impression and, um, and I genuinely believe that I can add value to, you know, 90% of situations, even if, it, if it's in my industry or if it's not in my industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I believe so strongly in my accolades and my ability, um, you know, I guess some other people believed it too. So it just kind of, um, it, it worked from there. Um, I have a very large community of friends you know, and I realized, you know, probably by the end of my twenties, I was about 27, 28. I thought to myself like, Whoa, like I have a, a lot of friends. Like I know a lot of people, but and that's cause I was out just having fun all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. whether it's like lunch, dinner, drinks, cafe, like anything, I'd always be doing things, but I told myself like, how sustainable is this? Like, you know, um, I can't possibly meet everyone. I can't, it's very hard for you know, people to maintain relationships, um, and friendships if you don't see that person often enough. Mm -hmm. So what I told myself was like, all right, well, if I start doing, you know, um, if I start a working relationship out of these friendships, um, you know, that'll solidify my relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, so slowly I started like working relationships with close friends. Um, and you know, as long as everything is honest and transparent and like, you know, 
you can communicate effectively, everything works out fine, you know? Um, so that way, you know, I didn't have to touch base with friends that I hadn't seen in one or two years. They knew that my, my capabilities in like, you know, the entertainment industry was valid and, um, you know, we wouldn't have to meet each other every week, every month. Like if we catch up once a year, it's still okay because they know that like, all right, Leonard is credible when it comes to something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started slowly turning these friendships into working relationships. Um, and a lot of people think that like, Hey, working with friends, working with family is a a bad idea Mm -hmm. and some way it can be. Uh, it really depends, but the main thing to curb that, cause it's, it's fantastic. I work with all of my friends, um, is if you communicate effectively, yeah. it all comes down to, you know, uh, transparency and, and really making it be known like, all right, what you're trying to do here. Right. And, um, if you can communicate that very well and there's never any problems, honestly. Yeah. It really comes down to reputation really yeah. and who you yeah. are and, your accountability and authentic being, being very authentic to everyone and yourself. Mm-hmm. That's super, super important. And I think that you bring up, you bring up a really good point too, because you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, networking is so important. Networking is your net worth, but you actually put your net worth to as translating into your net worth. So that's, that's impressive for reals. And the fact that you keep on hustling, you know, you keep on trying one idea to another idea. I'm kind of curious too. And I'm not sure you spoke anywhere else in the, on, on like different podcasts, but like, how do you maintain your mental health? Because you're managing multiple teams. You're an influencer, you're an actor, you're entrepreneur, you're doing everything. Right. How do you take care of yourself? I want to hear more about that. That's so, that's so interesting. You say that because we partnered wild uh, entertainment actually partnered with psych to go. Um, and the psych to go is that, you know, it's like the biggest like mental health platform. And, uh, I did a, a live, with them actually. And they asked me the same thing. They were just like, how do you take care of your mental health? And I'm not going to lie. Like there's been points where like, I've been really like lonely, mm-hmm. you know, just thought to myself, like, uh, I'm tired. Like, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people, but you know, are these people genuine? Mm-hmm. So a lot of questions come in and I think it's like, it's very normal for everyone to go through like you know, mental health struggles, like big or large, uh, small or large. Mm -hmm. Um, but how I deal with it is, uh, humor Mm -hmm. (laughs) mainly like I, I like, I, I feel like, um, I surround myself with people who are very uplifting, very positive. Mm -hmm. Um, and we always have a good laugh. Um, and I always tell them like, all right, I'm not feeling so good. He's just outright say it. I'm tired. Uh, I can't do this today. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I've been dealing with it. Um, if you talk about like, you know, uh, content creating influencing and stuff, that's actually, that's actually my sense of source of entertainment. Like, you know, when you make TikTok videos and you put on Instagram and stuff like that, like, I don't feel any Cause I don't think of myself as a, a creator or an influencer or anything like that. I use it as just my, like my personality, my fun, yeah. you know, you're on my Instagram page. You're not going to see anything really serious. You're not going to see me in a suit at the capsule collective stuff. Although <laughs> I've been trying to post more about my work because it turns yeah. out a lot of people don't actually know about my work. They just think like uh-huh. I'm, I'm modeling and like, you know, 
making content, but that's okay. You know, I, I use my own personal Instagram just for fun. And I just, I I try not to take things too seriously. Um, when it comes to like my own, you know, personal platforms. Yeah. I love that you say that because just like looking at your Instagram, we can see that fashion is like very important to you. And I know that you were trying to create a space for Asian men in fashion. Um, and I think like the inspiration came from the fact that, you know, there were very few places for like North American, North American men to like glean inspiration from. I want to know, like, why was it so important for you to kind of express yourself in that way with fashion and like what you were trying to achieve? Let's talk that. about the male sexuality real quick. You know, as we know, like most Asian men in media are demasculized and not showing us tough or strong. And I think that's a good topic for us to talk about too and how it brought you to what you're doing right now. Um, I guess I would say we're talking about male sex, male sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Like just the way male are perceived in mainstream media. We can, you know, we're not as strong. We're not the main character and it's all changing really rapidly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm really glad that, you know, there's been a lot of changes happening. Um, I feel like the Asian male or Asian representation is getting much better. And I love seeing it out, out you know, on, on the internet. Um, but, you know, I, growing up in Australia, um, there wasn't a lot of Asians where I'm from. You know, there's a small community of Asians, but I didn't really mingle with the, the Asians. Um, like not, that wasn't my choice, which naturally, cause I played a lot of sports growing up. I was with, you know, all my friends were like white Australians. Can mm-hmm. I say white Australians? That's, that's cool, right? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> white, they, white, they were white. So yeah. like all my friends here, and they were white and, um, they never like, you know, they never treated me differently. Um, yeah. and I never felt like, you know, that I wasn't like, Asians were mistreated or not represented well. I never felt that. But then going to America and then, you know, seeing everything in the media and then, you know, everyone bringing it to light saying like, oh, why isn't there an Asian male lead? Why isn't there, you know, why hasn't, why aren't Asian males thought of as, as hard or attractive? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I was like, oh, you're right. Like, you know, we're, they're really missing out on, on what Asian males have to offer. Um, but, um, I wanted, you know, everyone to feel how I felt in Australia, which was like accepted, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, like, um, so I, you know, I, I don't, I can't say that I've done a huge part to like, you know, try to boost up, um, Asian male representation. Cause you know, I gave up the modeling and acting stuff. I don't really do that as much anymore. I'm, I'm in focus on business, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I have a lot of friends. I'm really proud of my friend, uh, Jimmy Wong. Actually, I just watched his movie, Wish Dragon. And he oh, was wow. the voice of, um, I don't know what the character was named, but he's the main character. He's the voice of it. And I got so hyped just um, seeing that. And um, I love watching Crazy Rich Asians. You know, a lot of my buddies in Singapore were like the the background supporting actors. Yeah. You know, because filmed in Singapore and Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would have loved actually, you know, on a, maybe in another life, it would have been nice to go down the acting route. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's and, not too late. Yeah. 
It's just all here, man. <laughs> I, wish, I wish there's not enough time in the day. You know, I feel like yeah. gotta, gotta pick one route and I, I love what I do. It would have been, you know, would have been nice. Obviously I, I, I do enjoy modeling and to go down the acting route would have been amazing too. I, I know like in Asian culture, like a, a lot of the mindset is like rooted in like scarcity mindset, but you're obviously rooted in very abundance mindset. So I think that's really awesome. Um, I'm kind of curious too, like as you're like going through all these life experience, being an actor, athlete, businessman, why why did you settle on business, and why why did it why did it feel right to you to like settle down in business and give up like modeling and acting? Um. So, you know, I like to find. I always thought like finding a balance of like passion and success. Yeah, you know, um, is, is really important. You, you can't just be like, all right, well, I'm going to be really, I love doing this every day, but I can't make a good living out of it. It's mm-hmm. unrealistic. And then the same on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I found myself very, being very passionate about creating new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, I found slow and small success in it uh, and it's getting bigger and bigger. So I, I just want to keep pushing that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of what ifs, you know, you can always be like, Oh, what if I tried this? What if I tried that? But, you know, you got to go 100% in the direction that you're, that you're currently going in, mm-hmm. you know, I have one foot in, in, in the other. Um, I guess, you know, from the entertainment, like the personal entertainment standpoint, I mean, that's what I use yes, Instagram and TikTok for just for fun and just to showcase like my personality, just have fun with it. Um, and that's like my taste of like that side of, uh, that side of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get excited about the small things, the small successes <laughs> that we have in, uh, with wild entertainment and capsule collective now. Yeah. yeah. Feels so happy to say like, Oh, we just, we did a, a campaign with Amber Liu, you know, a month ago, and now we got Nick Kun coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be more coming, yeah. and it's all the stuff that I can get excited about, and I feel, you know, proud about all these type of stuff too. So, yeah, I mean, speaking about like wild entertainment, what is next for you guys, and what are your goals for the rest of 2021 and ongoing 2022? I just want to know like how it has grown too, because, you know, from you starting wild entertainment, it, it came from the root came from the fact that you knew that there were so many talented creators in Southeast Asia that didn't have like the right home um, to express themselves as creators. Right. And so, and you created it like a year ago in 2020 mm-hmm. and it's been August 2020, almost yeah, like August 2020. Ago. It's, it, it seems like it's been around for a while a long time because it's grown so big, but I want to know, like, from your perspective, how it has grown for you. Um, is and there, then is there any point where you looked at yourself in the mirror, like, God damn, what am I doing? <laughs> That's all um, in a nutshell. No, there hasn't been a point where I've, I've, I've looked in the mirror and said, God damn, what am I doing <laughs> in the mirror where I, I've said, God damn, good job, man. Like <laughs> yeah. the points where I said that. Yeah. Um, it comes down to like, it's only been a year, but it comes down to my, to one initiative and also the team that I, 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 I put together, mm-hmm. you know, um, I needed a lot of help in terms of like, you know, solidifying the, the network I had around in terms of talents to bring in, in terms of, uh, PR companies, marketing companies, 
brands that I wanted to work with, mm -hmm. uh, production teams as well, you know, um, to give you a quick rundown, here's where we're at right now, like an update for what's this August, 2021. Mm -hmm. so we're at, um, about 52 talents. All right. 52 talents. And those talents, are you know, content creators, uh, artists, singers, total that's what we have and um it's scattered we have like maybe five in the philippines six in malaysia four in indonesia three times everyone's everywhere yeah um and um you know we have we're also a production house so we you know i have three production teams one that does a lot of good youtube videos one that does music videos yeah. and one does documentaries like you know for every type of uh type of production that may come our way um and more importantly, the staff, you know, I, like, I honestly, I hope they see this because like they make my life so much easier and they take so much stress off me. Mm -hmm. Every staff member that has come into wild and we're at like eight, eight staff members now, mm -hmm. every staff member, I haven't like put up a job posting. I haven't, you know, I haven't been seeking out for them. These were people that came and messaged me directly on Instagram or wild or LinkedIn and said, Hey, um, I'm looking for work and I'd like to learn this and I'd like to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people who came to me and asked me for that experience, I invested a lot of my time to make sure that they got the best working experience and they learned really quickly mm -hmm. because they wanted to be part of this team. I didn't, I didn't ask anyone right. and their work ethic was really good. Um, they're, they have initiative, they learn fast because they want to, they want to be here. And that was like the main thing that I think helped us over the last year. Um, and yeah, we've stuck to like goals of like having, all right, one talent per week. Like we're taking in one new talent per week. Um, you know, we're going to start a uh, YouTube channel and we want to hit, you know, 50,000 subscribers by, you know, three, four months. And we set really, you know, we set targets and goals and everyone works very hard to try and reach these goals. So mm -hmm. Now we have two YouTube channels too, you know, one is for, for fun, for the wild talents. And I think that's on 40,000, which is mm -hmm. good for like the last four months is one, what we've had. And we also acquired a YouTube channel called, uh, life wild by life by wild. Oh, wow. And the life channel, um, has 330,000 subscribers. Um, and that does a lot of cultural content, you know, um, much like, uh, Actually, there's not much like it, but it's like, it's like a, <laughs> a lot of Southeast Asian uh, cultural content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's amazing, man. It's, it's really inspirational hearing all of this mm -hmm. come together. And I think it's sometimes crazy that the universe is always trying to help you out when you want to reach your goal so bad is that people reach out to you, opportunity, opportunities present themselves to you, but you yourself, you're so receptive of these opportunities and you're so aware. You know, so a lot of credit to you and, you know, the way you were telling your story made it seem like it was so easy, but it's not it's <laughs> a lot of blood, sweat and happy faces, apparently, because you never cried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I love that. Yeah, I love it. It just goes to show, you know, how much work you put into it, because it's really hard to grow so fast in such a short amount of time, you know, and it it shows a lot of dedication and courage and hard work. And we know mm -hmm. that because like AHN started about like a year and a half ago and it's hard. It's, it's definitely hard to grow um, so fast, so quickly. So yeah. If you're ever looking for a modeling gig or hiring someone, 
to be our Asian hustler man because uh, <laughs> you know, obviously you're an Asian hustler. <laughs> you do a lot of things, thank man. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate. So, uh, what is next for um, you and as well as Wealth Entertainment um, and your jewelry line as well? Okay. Um, I'll start with capsule capsule, you know, we plan to, uh, so up to date, we've done uh, like a ton of collaborations, but we're going to put out our, our own jewelry line. It's about mm -hmm. time. So we're going to put out our own jewelry line and hopefully that'll happen, uh, before the end of this year. Um, we have a couple of more campaigns lined up too, which is really exciting. Um, I think, you know, the audience that we've built around, uh, capsule collective, they're always just like anticipating and wondering who's going to be next, which is fun. Um, so yeah, the capsule, that's where me and my partners plan to take it. And for wild entertainment, that's, you know, that's really the one that's taking 90% of my time at this point, but music, uh, we're going to be producing a lot of music. We're going to, um, be taking on, uh, and managing a lot of new artists as well. So that's like, that's, that's going to be really big. Um, and we're going to enter the music space, um, very, very soon. So it's going to be more than content creators. We're going to have a department for a lot of musicians, uh, music producers, um, and, uh, hopefully athletes I, you know, like I really want to take in some athletes as well because that's mm -hmm. just cause it's cool. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. That's um, really different. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I just want to be a holistic hybrid entertainment group. And I call it a hybrid entertainment group because we, we have, you know, certain artists and creators that we, we 360 manage. And then we also have a lot of, you know, um, artists that are just with us for the agency side, you mm -hmm. know, they just want to be part of this community. Um, and they, they like the brand and, yeah. you know, I want to grow the, the wild brand to be a very reputable, um, brand across uh, Asia, and then also linking with hopefully North America. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how we go. We have uh, a couple of big strategic partnerships that, you know, uh, we're going to be discussing mm -hmm. and, uh, for a whole number by the end of this year, I want to have a hundred creators, um, signed to wild. Wow. That's awesome. You got this, man. Yeah. yeah. What would you see that? We'll have a little, Facebook live event at the end of the year be like, you actually hit yeah. 200. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Very exciting goals. I mean, I love that you're expanding into athletes as well because, and it's so relevant right now because Olympics and everyone is, you know, getting to know so many um, athletes um, and yeah. you're really, you know, expanding and opening up your options. So I love that. Yeah. So we have one more question for you, uh, Leonard, and that is if you could give an advice to an aspiring entrepreneur, what would that one advice be? Ooh. I'm trying to think of something that's not cliche. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like typical, like, oh, work hard. I, I feel like say everyone that. says that. Like, I'm trying yeah, to think I'm, of something cliche. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say work hard. I mean, obviously work hard. hard. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay. You probably got this before, but still it's a little bit different. Like always, um, always, always think. All right. The first thing, um, as an entrepreneur is to know your own value. 
Okay. Because like whenever you're doing business, whenever you are pitching a product, whatever a product, a service or anything, it comes down to you, you know, and you're always going to be selling something. All right. Whether it's yourself or a product or anything. So knowing your own value is so important because it gives you that, that confidence. All right. In what you're saying. And, um, if you know your value, you're, you're more confident in what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um, you know, you know, which direction to, to head in. Like if I had, for example, if I had no connections or network or anything in this business, this wouldn't be the right business for me, but knowing my value that I bring to the table that, you know, pot, uh, that I know surpasses 99% of the other people. I know that this is a valid opportunity for me and, and knowing your value and everyone has a value. Everyone is good at something. All right. You know, not necessarily the best, but everyone can do something. And if you know your value, you can, you should push, uh, push in that direction. Is that, I that wasn't that. Okay. That was not not cliche. I actually don't think we've ever gotten that one before, but surprisingly, we never heard anyone say, know your value. I do. (laughs) I I do have to say that that is a very, um, CEO mindset of a management company advice because a lot of creators and artists, they don't know their value. And so they don't put themselves out there, but it's really important that you say that because as soon as you know, your value, you can gain that confidence and you can, you know, go out there and, you know, get more work. Um, that's really, really important to just like getting your foot in the door. Yeah. That's really good advice. I like that a lot. Yeah. I love that. So Leonard, where can we find more information about you online, um, and more about capsule collective and about well entertainment? Uh, okay. You can follow me on Instagram at, at it's Leonard Lim. Um, I used to have a website, but I took that down because you know, that, that was, I don't need my own personal modeling website anymore. So it's at it's Lim on uh, Instagram. I'm on TikTok too. If you want to see some, you know, funny videos, like that, that's just for fun. Uh, for capsule it's capsulecollective.com and on Instagram it's at capsule collective and for wild entertainment, it's www.teamwildent.com and on Instagram we're at signed by wild. Awesome. Awesome. We will leave all of those notes in our show notes. Thank you so much, Leonard, for coming on to our show. It was awesome hearing your story today. Thank you, Leonard. Appreciate you. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. That was a lot of fun. Hey, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much.